Hello, Andre here. Welcome to yet another episode of The Daily. Good morning. This episode finds you on the 17th of July, Friday. It is the end of a work week. And if you're a student, a teacher, or a parent, uh, it is the end of a school term and you have school holidays coming up next week. And I hope for all you students and teachers that it will be a restful week. And for parents, for families, that it will be a time of great bonding and wholesome family time. And so this morning with the weekend just beyond the horizon, let us begin the podcast. Well, I don't know about you, but I had plans for 2020 and a lot of those plans uh, have either come to naught or I just simply haven't been able to carry them out or fulfill them or it just doesn't look uh, possible uh, for me to live out those plans for the year. I started out the year really wanting to go to the gym every day to watch my diet, my food intake, to be really, really, really active. And then when the circuit breakers hit, you know, I tried my best. I bought uh, some weights here and there and tried to keep up to my routine at home. But honestly, it was really tough. Uh, I had complaints from my neighbors below. And uh, sometimes, you know, I'll wake up and I'll have like aches and pains here and there. And so it feels like everything was conspiring against me uh, becoming healthy. And all this to say, you know, I had to restart my routine in the last couple of days and just trying to get myself back into that rhythm, that routine of uh, exercising, of keeping fit. And of course, you know, over the circuit breaker, I would admit I gained a little bit of weight, uh, lost a bit of uh, my muscle definition, clearly not as strong as I was before and had a rude awakening in the gym the other day. And it's almost as though I could see a real visible and I admit humiliating gap between who I want to be and who I actually am, my current state and where I had envisioned myself to be in terms of physique and strength at this time of the year. But I also believe that beyond that, some of us are even confronted uh, in recent times of the gap between who we have envisioned ourselves to be in terms of our spiritual walk and maturity and where we're actually at. This COVID-19 pandemic situation has unearthed and surfaced a lot of uh, perhaps inadequacies, insecurities, uh, false support systems and dysfunctional mechanisms we use to cope. And we have perhaps realized that maybe we aren't as pious as we thought we were. Maybe we weren't as committed and devoted as Christ followers as we thought we previously were. That this time has really surfaced where we truly are at in our faith, trust, and allegiance in Jesus. And it honestly feels super duper unsettling and definitely really confronting. I read you a quote from a book I read recently. It's a book titled A Guide to the Good Life, The Ancient Art of Stoic Joy. The author writes, There is a danger that you will mislive, that despite all your activity, despite all the pleasant diversions you might have enjoyed while alive, you will end up living a, a bad life. There is, in other words, a danger that when you are on your deathbed, you will look back and realize that you wasted your one chance at living. Instead of spending your life pursuing something genuinely valuable, you squandered it because you allowed yourself to be distracted by the various bubbles life has to offer. Now, none of us want to squander our lives. 
That is why we feel this kind of angst every year, at the start of every year, uh, wanting to cast a vision, wanting to set a resolution to reinvent, to improve ourselves. Because we often look back, perhaps, uh, on a previous year with regret, right? Many of us don't look back on our previous year and go, wow, I really killed it that year, that I'm really uh, exactly who I want to be and I'm living the life I was meant to live. No, most of us look back on previous years with uh, struggle, with a kind of regret that we have perhaps mislived or squandered that year and we want to lay hold of the coming year to reinvent, to improve, to reorient our lives towards a life that is good, that is worthwhile. And it's especially more pronounced in a time like this where we're seeing death happening all around us, right? We're seeing death rates, numbers upon numbers, statistics upon statistics on newspapers every morning reading of more and more people contracting COVID-19, of people passing away because of the disease globally. And we are confronted these days with the brevity and fragility of life, that our time on earth is in all respects and regards really, really, really short. And it's a time that we can't be complacent and haphazard about because it bears with it a great eternal consequence and cost. Now, I think a key book for us to pick up and read in this time is the book of Ecclesiastes. And it's a book that some might find controversial and hard to read because of of uh, the tone and the language and how it appears uh, cynical and even bleak at times. But I think it's a really important book for us to read because it helps us keep the end in mind. It helps us uh, even consider the reality of death. It helps us pay attention to our limitations as human beings and to receive this life, this time on earth as a wondrous gift from God and to not squander it, to not waste it, to almost live in light of the end, to live life uh, backwards, if you would, with eternity in mind. Now, the book of Ecclesiastes starts off with a line that is super duper famous. You're probably familiar with it. And the line goes, Vanity of vanity, save the teacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Or in some translations, it says meaningless, meaningless. All is meaningless. Now, most scholars would agree that that the words are vanity and meaningless aren't great translations for the Hebrew word. And the Hebrew word for that word that's used is the word hevel, which would translate to temporal, fleeting, like smoke or vapor. And it's to say almost that if humans were to try to build meaning and purpose in this life apart from God, investing in pursuits and things that have no lasting meaning, it feels meaningless. It is in vain. It is almost trying to lay hold and grasp smoke. The moment you think you can capture smoke, it just fades away. And that is what the narrator of Ecclesiastes is referring to as he talks about life. It is vain. It is meaningless. It is like smoke and vapor it is temporal, it is fleeting. But it's for us as believers instead to cast our minds, our affections on an eternal kingdom that never ever ends. Now at first, this sounds a little depressing, doesn't it? But what 
the teacher, the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes makes clear is that the key to true lasting contentment, satisfaction, joy is accepting heaven, is accepting that life is temporal, is fleeting, it is fragile. And it is to instead fear God, keep his commandments and put our trust in him. And when we are confronted and puzzled by life's mysteries to constantly and enduringly place our affections and trust on God and in his eternal kingdom. That is where we derive lasting joy and contentment. The writer of Ecclesiastes will go on to write in verse 3, what uh, advantage does man have in all his work? which he does under the sun. A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. And he elaborates further before landing on verse 11, which he says, there is no remembrance of earlier things and also of the later things which will occur. There will be for them no remembrance among those who come later still. It is to say that we can work, we can toil, we can build empires for ourselves on the earth, but there will come a time where we will be forgotten. Generations will come and they will go and they will be forgotten. Now, before you get sad and depressed, I'd like us to move down further into chapter 3, verse 9, where the writer writes, What profit is there to the worker from that in which he toils? I've seen the task which God has given the sons of men with which to occupy themselves. And then he says this, He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart. Verse 12, I know that there is nothing better for them to rejoice and do good in one's lifetime. Moreover, that every man who eats and drinks sees good in all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will remain forever. And I don't know about you, but in reading all of that, in reading the book of Ecclesiastes, I'm confronted with um, a honestly confronting and deep existential question, which is how much of what I've put my time, energy, effort, and resource to will stand in eternity? Or is it heaven? Is it meaningless? Is it vain? Is it smoke and temporal? If I were to come to the end of my life tomorrow, how much of that which I've accomplished and done in the last 30 years of my life will stand in eternity? And I think that is the question that the writer of Ecclesiastes is trying to get us to. It is to have a kind of vision for our life, to view the things of this world, the acclaims, the accolades, the wealth, the power and influence as temporal things. They are like smoke they will fade away and when you try to grasp them all the more it dissipates but to view god's ways his kingdom his commands and statutes as that which is everlasting that which is worthy of our time of our attention of our effort paul echoes these sentiments in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 which he says for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Jesus alludes to this in his teaching where he talks about how the foolish were built their house on sand and when the floods come, the house would crumble, but the wise were built their house on 
a rock. And he goes on to elaborate that that rock is a metaphor for his words. His words will not pass away. His words, Jesus' words will stand the test of time, though heaven and earth may pass away, my words shall remain. And Jesus' words over us is this, is the pronouncement of his kingdom, his kingdom that never ends, that when we sow into his kingdom, when we give ourselves for the sake of his kingdom and his purpose, even as time passes, it will not dissipate like smoke, but it will stand and remain in eternity. That's why he says this in Matthew chapter 6, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moss and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the question we are confronted with this morning is, where is our treasure? Where is our heart? Where have we stored up for ourselves treasures? Are our treasures mostly earthbound? Do we look upon our world, this life, with much affection? Or do we pine and long for eternity? Because if you've been living with eternity as your cornerstone, with eternity in mind, consistently and enduringly storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven, you would pine and long and look with eager anticipation for the day you get to enter into eternity and your heart will be where your treasure is. And so coming back to the words of the writer of Ecclesiastes, he says this, that he has set, God has set eternity in our hearts. It is to say this is what we truly, deeply, and most authentically want. But perhaps in living in our world with the delusion of riches and the allure of stuff, we have perhaps turned our affections away from eternity, longing for the day we get to be with Jesus in paradise and perhaps turned our affections to what we have, what we have and what we have built for ourselves in the world. And God wants us to return to a place where we have eternity in our hearts, to store up for ourselves treasures in heaven, to view life and all that we have in life as temporal, as fleeting, as smoke, and to give ourselves wholeheartedly to his eternal, everlasting kingdom. The writer of Ecclesiastes will end off this book with saying this, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. And so in conclusion of all that we've heard, that life is fleeting, it is fragile, it is temporal, and that God wants us to live with eternity in our hearts. Here is the conclusion. Fear God, keep his commandments, and let us be aware that God will bring every deed, all that we do into judgment, whether it be hidden, whether it be good, or evil and we are to live on the earth with eternity in mind and so this morning as we close off the podcast let us invite the spirit to do a deep work in our hearts to once again set eternity in our hearts and perhaps this day you know we have come to realize that our affections are placed in the world perhaps in the wealth that we have accumulated 
in the riches and the acclaims, the fame, power and influence, we honestly really, really like our life on earth. And it's for us this day to come to the painful realization that all that we have on the earth will fade away. It is smoke, it is fleeting and temporal. But here is hope that Jesus' kingdom, his eternal glory, far eclipse all that we see on the earth. That our hearts are truly and fully satisfied by Jesus and his kingdom. That nothing on the earth will truly satisfy us. For God has set eternity in our hearts. That is what we are made for. That is what we crave for deep on the inside. And so let us ask for the Spirit's help, His grace today to help us live lives with eternity as our cornerstone to consistently and enduringly while we have time on the earth, sow into the things of the kingdom, give ourselves for the sake of His kingdom, to fear God and keep His commandments. So this morning as we close off the podcast, let's spend some time asking for the Spirit to give us His grace to help us reorient the affections of our heart unto the king and his kingdom. Let's spend some time doing so. Amazing. Let me pray for you even as we close off this podcast. Jesus, this morning we repent where we have placed our affections on the things of the world, where we have loved our time on earth more than the prospect of an eternal kingdom. God, we ask this day that you'll do a deep work in our heart. Cause us to love your kingdom more than we love the world. Cause us to pine and eagerly anticipate for the day we get to step into your glory, your kingdom, more than what we can experience and acclaim and accumulate while we're on the earth. God, we ask that indeed, by your spirit, set eternity in our hearts once again. Cause us to be aware of how fragile, how fleeting, how temporal life is, and cause our faith and our hope to be placed in your everlasting eternal kingdom, that which will not fade away, that which does not disappoint, that endures forever, that truly and fully satisfy every longing of our soul. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Daily. It is the end of the week. Go crush it. I'll see you this weekend for online service. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.